Welcome to Stance for Health podcast with Dr. Rod and Karen Wirth, where becoming healthy is not complicated. Control your health by focusing on six areas of life that we teach you so you finally have the energy you want, have to do what you want instead of being a victim of your age. I have over 20 years experience working as a chiropractor and Karen is a author, speaker, and longevity coach. We've seen how a tiny change in your habits today can open up your life to a powerful future. Start today and take your stance for health. Hi. Hello. This is Karen Sebastian Worth, and I have Dr. Rodney Worth. And we want to talk today about taking your stance through breathing. Now, you might be thinking, well, I breathe, but we are talking about a specialized way of breathing, holding your breath, and a commitment to do that on a regular basis. Full disclosure up front, I'm not doing it consistently. However, my amazing husband has been doing it now for how long? Let's say May or yeah. June, something like that. Yeah. And so what we're talking about is a gentleman named Wim Hof and his method of not only holding your breath, but exposing yourself to cold and making a commitment in your life for a lot of health benefits. So I'm I'm not as familiar with this, so I'm going to release Dr. Worth to do the major sharing today. And I'll pipe in from time to time with a little bit that I've done. But this is a proven through through research way to improve your health. So tell us more, Dr. Wardy. Well, one of the things that, that stood out about Wim Hof is that he was actually interviewed by one of my heroes in neurology, and that's Caroline Leaf. She's right. I think she actually goes to Gateway. I'm not sure, but I think she's affiliated somewhere in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. She's, she's hanging out, living in, in this area. And and as far as neurology goes, maybe you know about her books. She's had a, a one or at least one or two books out there. Maybe, you know, the, nothing of any real consequence, just who switched off my brain and switch on your brain. And so the, that, that really starts to look like when you hear those titles, you start to hear who switched off my brain. It's almost like, well, what do you think of when you think of who, who did it? It's like, whose fault is that, right? Usually our own. It's a little bit like mm-hmm. uh, there's a victim mentality, maybe. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can do about my health. That we're not in charge of our health. Mm-hmm. And that my immune system is not good enough, or I've got to get that sweater on, or I've got to get that coat on. It's And I think it comes back to the fact that we live a, in a world of comfort. We're never too hot. We're never too cold. We're never hungry. All of those things that actually would strengthen us we avoid like a plague. And so tell us, well, actually our son, Sean is the one who got us started with this. And he was actually taking ice baths where he would do this breathing and pour ice into the bathtub. Well, it seems a little extreme until we discovered the benefit. So tell us more about that, Dr. I want to go back to Caroline Lee just a little bit. There was more to the story is that she actually does research on neuroplasticity. Just like you have tissue plasticity, you can actually change things in your neurology by that by an act of your will. So I thought it fit very nicely with taking your stance for health. 
Because when you take a stance, that's actually part of being committed and actually having walls up for defense in your, like in your spirit, in your soul, you have these walls up. You're like good walls of plasticity, meaning that I actually have an, out of an act of my will, I can change things. In other words, things aren't set in stone. You're, it's not, we're not completely hardwired to not change. We can change. And so that's, the, that's what really gets me excited about Caroline Lee's work. And then she has Wim Hof on there. And so somewhere along the lines, I had, I had heard about Wim Hof. And then, and then Sean, our son, actually starts telling me about this guy named Jesse Coomer, who is one of Wim Hof's students that really took this ball and ran with it and actually did some work for him on Jesse Coomer's website, on his search engine optimization, and even marketing for him. But out of that, he managed to get me a gift on Father's Day. So that would be June. So I was already, I was already doing it by that time. But then Jesse Coomer's work came in, who also does breath work and cold exposure and and the commitment to all this, an act of your will, which actually, if you're talking about brain is the prefrontal cortex, but we'll get into more of that detail later. But for right now, that's just the laying the groundwork. Jesse Coomer is actually took the course phenomenal course. And he goes into a lot of the detail that Wim Hof just kind of seemed to glaze over. He's got all the research out there, but I guess you have to get the book to get more detail out of Wim's course. But as far as like breathing techniques, actually what you're doing, how it, what you breathe in, how you breathe in first, breathing in through your diaphragm and then your chest and then releasing through your chest and then your, and then your diaphragm like a wave. And Wim Hof was saying that like a wave, I'm like, what wave? <laughs> so if, if you're hearing that and that doesn't make sense, but that's, I'm actually talking about breathing patterns that we can, in many cases, actually unlearn bad breathing habits, which are increasing the sympathetic response. Like if you breathe from your chest, it's actually stimulating your sympathetics, which is fight or flight. On the contrary, you're actually stimulating resting and digesting when you breathe with your diaphragm. And when you breathe for, when you do breath holds and, and cold exposure, the war, it's like a warm up. Karen can probably express this to you that you actually start to feel warm whenever you're doing this breath work because your diaphragm and all these muscles are getting so much of a workout. It actually creates some heat, but it's also resetting a place in in your brain known as the hypothalamus, which is located just underneath the thalamus that controls breathing centers. One of the unique things about breathing is that it's something that you can actually not think about or you can think about it as evidenced by being able to hold your breath. Does that make you think of anything? Well, the main thing that I've learned is that we are the only the only creatures who can hold our breath. So like your dog doesn't hold the breath. It's just, it's a, we have the will to do that. And so my exposure to the breathing has been through the fat zapper, which is a, a phenomenal laser we'll talk to you about another time. But I did the study on the lymphatic system because that's the way that after you've been had the, the laser over the areas where you want to lose the excess fat, the lymphatic system is the way that that excess fat goes out of the body. So I, I did a research on that and deep breathing is part of that. So you can see how this is all starting to tie together of another practice that you could begin to do that's going to improve your health as you take your stance 
for health. So tell us more about how that works also with the immune system. Well, when you diminish a sense of overall threat in your body, you actually increase epinephrine, which is a which decreases sense of threat through decreased pain, decrease it blocks nociception, which is another name for pain reception in the brain, or that's how it experiences that sensation. So around the place that they actually did the study, where is this taking place is around the prefrontal cortex, also known as gray matter and the periaqueductal gray. So the pineal gland actually in sleep-wake cycles actually produces its product and puts it right in there into the, the aqueducts. There's like four different ventricles or aqueducts in the brain. And this is the, on MRI study, this is when they actually did a study and found that Wim Hof, when he did this, the active MRI or the functional MRI, really expensive, showed that that was the area of the brain that was being stimulated. Wow. Yeah. Well, when you mentioned pain, I thought about the two kids. And at that time, it was a a way of breathing for labor, Mm, right? for labor pain. Yeah. And so it was exactly that. As you begin to feel the labor pain come on, you just would breathe and then it would be over and, and had both of them without any kind of drugs. And so that was a temporary use up for it, but mm. you're not doing it on a regular basis. Yeah. And it did work. The so, pain was, was there, but with that breathing, the threat was gone. So those, you know, we oftentimes think of pain as just one thing, but it's actually felt different ways, right? You can feel pain when you have inflammation, mm. right? But an inflammation is if something is inflamed, it's physically inflamed or chemically inflamed, right? And so that's one of the things that the benefits of breathing actually diminishes inflammation. I can feel it. I have this place for about the last 20 plus years on my on my face. This time of year, for some reason, combination of things, the fungus, the, the cedar, mountain cedar, I get this irritation around my nose. And so it attracts a lot of, of inflammatory products, right? So as I'm doing this breathing, I can actually feel that changing. Turns out one of the benefits of breathing, commitment, cold, holding your breath is that that will decrease inflammation. Those three things will not just diminish pain, but diminish inflammation. Wow. Yeah. So another thing on the list that I think is is a blast that as an unintended consequence of all this is that turns out that. Wim Hof actually started doing all this out of the pain, emotional pain and grief of losing his wife due to suicide Mm. and raising four kids on his own. So he had to like take charge. And that's really what the commitment is, is that he had determined within himself that he was going to, he wasn't going to just lay down. He was going to participate some way. And it's almost an act of spirituality. It's like a spiritual gift of discipline, self-discipline that he's exercising. He was grief stricken. And so that was his road to recovery. Our road to recovery, we had, Karen and I have that in common. This time of year in particular is rather poignant for me 
as my late wife, Virginia, moved to heaven just within seven or eight days of this date six years ago. Yeah. And what we've discovered is not that different, really, from taking your stance through breathing, that the best thing is to acknowledge there's emotional pain, embrace it, ride the wave. Like I wrote in the book, The Power of Hope and Mourning ride the waves to comfort is that if you're trying to push grief down like a beach ball, you're trying to make it okay. In fact, today I was talking to somebody that complimented her dress and it was purple. And I said, ah, it's royalty. And she says, this is a gift from my mom. And then she just turns to me and she says, I don't know what to get her for Christmas. And I said, well, why don't you honor her? And I started to tear up and she said, oh, no, no, don't cry. Don't cry. I said, oh no, tears are good. Tears are a gift from God because he says, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. So we allow each other the permission to mourn our late spouses. And that has been a source of comfort, a source of not being out of control, but acknowledging, yes, everyone should be remembered. Yes, it is a tough time. And some of you may be going through a tough time. You can send us a DM and let us know. We'd be delighted to pray for you because we know this time of year is hard as people face the loss. It may be just this year. The loss of a loved one is is hard. So one of our daily disciplines that might be different from one is that we make an active decision to really enter into the courts of heaven every day. We, how would you say that? That's basically the format of the Lord's prayer. So that's our one of our daily disciplines, an act of our will, self-discipline, a gift of grace to, to sit down every day and and do that. And as we do that, it's part of what we want to talk about with stance. It's about making small changes that are going to impact your health, that are going to expand not only the years that you would live, but the quality of those years, that that your longevity be prolific, that you be able to live to 100, 120. It's not outside of your reach. The thing is, is that you need to begin today to take some of these disciplines, to do some of these things on the pillars of health. So we've, so it's an act of will to determine that I'm going to be healthy. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes. We had a, and so you said that I actually, we had a patient, uh, some of you might know this person, so I'm not going to say who they actually are, but they are somebody that'd been a patient more than 10 years ago. And with his being a patient, we were able to talk about health and what his goals are uh, moving forward. And he said, in essence, identical to our mindset. He said, age is just a, a mindset. And he intends to go into, into heaven much the same way uh, Elijah did or Moses did or mm-hmm. Enoch did. God mm-hmm. just took him. Yeah. You don't have to be sick. Yeah. You don't have to have the ravages of disease and decay and disruption in your life. That's right. Especially as you make conscious decisions, you take care of your body. And so I do want to commend Dr. Rodney because he does these breathing exercises every day. He doesn't take a break at all. And I think that I do admire that. We recently were on vacation and I did it and it was great. And was it relaxing? Yes. And I need to make that effort to, to make, to carve that time out. 
to do that. And I had it. It's so funny you say that because I wasn't expecting it to be on vacation that I actually set a personal record. Could have gone longer when I was holding my breath than five minutes. Not something. Five minutes. Yeah. I I used to think that that was completely unattainable. And when I heard Wim Hof say, you'll be able to hold your breath for more than four minutes and it won't be a problem. I was like, I believe him. So anyway, we want to take these encounters that we have with you here. And, you know, maybe you listen to this more than once. Maybe, maybe you listen to other podcasts. The purpose of these podcasts, ours, is to take you from these encounters to your own act of will and self-discipline and do something like this every day. Exactly. Do it every day. Make a positive health choice to do this. And I know you're going to love the results. Yes. Yes. And as you learn more about this, if you want to get the links to what Dr. Rodney's doing, send us a DM and we would be happy to share those with you. No benefit to us other than your health, because our commitment is that these tiny changes would begin to impact your health. Health does not have to be complicated. You just Mm. begin to adopt some habits until it becomes something you always do. And with that will come vitality, will come energy, will come everything that you need to live a long life. This has been Stance for Health. And we sign off asking you again to take take your your stance stance for for health. health. Thank you for joining us at Stance for Health podcast, where getting healthy and staying that way are not as complicated as you might think. Subscribe now and discover steps and small changes that can increase your energy and open the door to vibrant health and longevity. If this podcast has been helpful, please write a review. We'll see you next time.